Hi there, I'm Pastor Rod Parsley, and I sure want to thank you for listening to today's podcast. I'm the senior pastor of World Harvest Church, where we love God and love people, and I hope you'll be inspired by today's message. Now, for more great content and lots of updates, I'd love to connect with you online at rodparsley.com. But right now, let's head into today's episode. Something is causing you to be unable to enter into the fullness of God. And I'm convinced, I'm I'm really convinced that it is we are ever learning, learning. Church is all about learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. The knowledge of the truth is wisdom. Wisdom is the ability to use knowledge. Wisdom is making the right decision. Wisdom is turning the right way at the right time to do the right thing by passing the level of your consciousness. I know it may not be intellectually stimulating, but let me just say it. The spiritually dead are still led by their head. I'm going to try again. The spiritually dead are led by their head. Say it right out loud. The spiritually dead are led by their head. I am not, I am not discounting education. I am not discounting intellectualism. Only at the point where it supersedes your ability to discern, to know, to move, and to act in the Holy Spirit. Because that, my dear brother and sister, is wisdom. Wisdom. Shout wisdom. You reach strategic inflection points in your life every single day. And if you would make the right decision, you would have, would have made the right, excuse me, decisions, you would have ended up a long way away from where you are right now. If you had made the right decision somewhere along the way, you would not be on government assistance right now. That went over big. If you had made the right decision, you would have received the promotion instead of the person in the desk next to you. If you had made the right decision, your investment would have multiplied instead of decreased. If you had made the right decision, your body might not be struggling right now with that pain, malady, malfunction, infirmity. Wisdom is the principal thing. And I'm going to help you find wisdom. Now, 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 say this with me. The wisdom of God. Well, let me, let me just show it to you in the Bible. Is that all right? All right. That's not my message, but I, it's good nonetheless. Are you ready? Uh, I, why am I in Ephesians 4 when I want to be in 1 Corinthians? I want to be in 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Chapter 2. Are you there? All right. Here it is now. Are you paying attention? All right. And I, brethren, now who's speaking here? Does anybody know? Come on, talk to me. Who's speaking? The apostle Paul. 
he was called upon of God to be anointed of the Holy Spirit to pin two-thirds of what you have laying on your lap of the New Testament of your Bible. Worthy to listen to. You can say amen anytime you want to. I'm... And I, brethren, when I, Paul, came to you, I came to you not with excellency of speech. Look at me. He was a Pharisee of Pharisees. He, he, he staggered the intellectuals of his day with his understanding and with his knowledge. There wasn't anyone that he came up against in the religious arena. Again, religion is not wisdom. Religion is not wisdom. Knowledge is not wisdom. Religion is not wisdom. The Apostle Paul was a Pharisee of Pharisees. He was, uh, he was a religious leader of religious leaders. Are you with me? He is saying, I've got the tools necessary. I have the equipment necessary. I have the background necessary. I have the religious catechism necessary. I've been in the church all my life. I cut my teeth on a church pew. If it, if it can be known, I know it. And yet, he says, I did not come to you with the excellency of speech. Paul said, I could tell you a story about a cat making a dog cry, but that's not why I came to you. That's not how I came to you. It's especially prominent in the African-American church. Many of you were led your entire church upbringing having no earthly idea what whoever was in that pulpit was saying for the first 15 minutes they were talking. And guess what? Neither did they. I have talked to some of the greatest leaders of those generations in the African-American church. And I have said to them, now this message you preached, when you get to hear that thing starts to come together. What's the first part of that about? Do you know what I was told? That's nothing than to say things that they don't understand, so we establish that we know more than they do, so they'll listen. Why are you looking at me funny? And then white preachers, they do the whole thing and never make any sense. Wisdom. Wisdom is not. That's fun. I enjoy it. But it's not wisdom. You ready? So have we, have we got that established? I'm just going real slow with you. Because I want you to understand what I'm saying. So wisdom then, Paul said. I didn't come to you with the excellency of speech, nor 
pay attention, pay attention, nor wisdom. I ought to just leave you hanging right there. He said, I didn't come in excellency of speech and I didn't come in wisdom. Read on. Shove your name and say, read on. Okay, just read the Bible. We've got to read the Bible. Declaring unto you the testimony of God. For I determined, say he made up his mind, not to know anything among you. Now he's going to tell you here in a minute why. Not to know anything among you save Jesus Christ and him crucified. It was at that cross that he paid the price. He paid the propitiation. He he made the ultimate sacrifice there at the cross. There was the supply meted out to every need of every human person that would ever walk this planet. Satisfied at the cross. Purchased at the cross. Redeemed, bought back from destruction at the cross. Nothing broken, nothing missing at the cross. So Paul said, look, I didn't come to you in enticing words, flowery speech, eloquence, nor in intellectualism, nor in wisdom. And I made up my mind when I was with y'all that I was not going to know anything among you. Well, some people practice gossiping. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Christians don't gossip. They just use the Internet for prayer requests. You're a gossip. Don't send me your junk. I'm not responding to you. Not going to be any response from me because you're talking about things you don't know anything about. And because you have 10% of something that you think is evidence and 90% that you know nothing about, the best thing for you to do would be to close your door, turn off your computer, tear up your letter and sit in a room in the presence of God and not even out loud with your mouth, but in the quietness of your heart, pray about whatever it is you think you know everything about. Why are you looking at me funny? Wisdom. You're just stroking your own flesh. You're venting. And you're looking for knowledge that you don't have because you don't want somebody else to know something you don't know. Preachers are horrible for it. Horrible for it. Why don't we use our tongue to bless God? Why don't you burn your computer, your text messaging, your iMessaging? Why don't you burn that stuff up with nothing but how great God is? Would you stop talking so much about people? Start talking about God. Well, here, God, the apostle Paul said, I'm not going to know anything among you. 
I had no intention of going here today, but I am inspired. Now listen, Paul said, I just, I just, I feel something seeping in here. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not in a hurry. I just want to get this in you because we're on the trail of something. We're on the trail of something. Paul said, when I came, I decided not to know anything among you. What would that be like? What would it be like to be among a bunch of people who didn't want to talk about anything but how great God is? I preached a message, I preached a message Friday night in North Carolina on the debar of God. Before I got home, preachers were burning my phone up. My wife and I got in our car. We didn't go to the restaurant. We parked our car and we started speaking the debar of God and we're from another city. And by the time we got back to our hotel, what we had declared was already on a message on the phone when we got to our hotel. Let's start talking about him. Let's start declaring the decree of the Lord over situations instead of just gossiping about them. Hallelujah. Oh, I'm feeling this way down deep in my bones if I'm not running. Oh, the debar of God is available to you right now. Oh, God Almighty, you can declare the decree of the Lord at this very moment. You can use your tongue as the greatest known weapon in the known universe to establish, to create, to rebuke, to bring into being. Because when I say it, I said when I say it, I am not describing it. <laughs> I got to tell somebody. I dare you to look at somebody and say what I'm about to say. Mm-hmm. Say what I'm about to say is not a description. It is not a prophecy. It is a debar. You say I'm about to be healed. Tell them right now I'm feeling the Holy Ghost. Right now I'm feeling the Holy Ghost. I said, tell somebody right now, I'm healed. I said, go ahead and tell them, I'm about to be healed. I'm about to be healed. I'm about to be healed. I'm about to receive my sight. My cataracts are about to go. My arthritis is about to go. My blood sugar is about to come to normal. My high blood pressure is about to come down. That pressure behind my eyes is about to leave. I am so sad so many people were too sick to get to Sunday morning service. Too busy to get to Sunday morning service. Too much to do to get to Sunday morning service. Ah, but glory to God, I'm here. Your heart condition's about to be healed. That glaucoma's about to leave you. That kidney obstruction is about to be touched. I wish I had anybody that just start declaring. I need somebody to square your shoulders like a T-rail and start to speak the debar of God. Start to declare, decree, declare, decree, declare, decree, declare, decree. Speak the law, speak the law, speak the law. God is about to anoint 50 people to give away more money next year than you made this year. Somebody get to talking. Somebody get to talking. That that weariness, that weariness, that weariness is about to leave you. 
I'm not, no, you need to understand, I'm not prophesying. I'm not giving you a description. I am declaring it. Touch somebody and tell them, I've been talking about the wrong stuff. You don't believe me? There were only two people. The nation of Israel was promised. Canaan, the promised land. Only two of them went in. Six million of them got the promise. Two of them made it. Do you know why God said the rest of them didn't go? He tells you in his word, you ought to read the Bible, it's interesting. God said, you were unable to enter in because I heard what you said. <laughs> you read, you said, well, why would that make you shout? I, why, why would that make you shout? Well, if he'll hear me cuss, he'll hear me create. He heard the damn, he heard the hallelujah. is not the description. I've never heard anybody else say that in my life. It is not the description of the thing. The debar is the thing. That, that's why God can't lie. Because his word does not create the thing. His word is the thing. Can, can I give you one more and then I'm going to move on with this? Can I give you one more? Shout, I have the Debar of God. By that word, my world can be different tomorrow. No, the Holy Ghost just corrected me. The Holy Ghost said, now. The Debar is not only the cause. David's brothers, all the warriors of Israel said, what are you doing here? David said, because there's a cause. There's something pushing me. Some of you are about to get pushed into something. Me, the president of the company? Me in that office? Me driving that? Me given that authority? Ah, oh, dare you just arch your back and shout. Something's pushing me. 
you speak that word, it'll get behind you and push you. I need to shout a minute. I'm gonna run if somebody does. All right now, now are you ready? You ready? You ready? You ready? Remember Abram became who? Abraham. Uh, remember Elohim in Genesis 17 renamed himself El Shaddai. Remember, remember the person we're talking about right now? The apostle Paul was Saul. God! I'm gonna keep this little microphone on because if I grab that other one, I'm gonna go to preaching. So Abram became, Paul, Saul became, God himself, Elohim became. A lot of renaming going on. Do you know what Debar translates? To rename. Why don't you rename cancer right now? Why don't you rename poverty right now? Why don't you rename worry right now? Why don't you rename your gloominess right now? Why don't you rename your we Rename it! Rename it! Why don't you call your failure success and God will give you a Solomon out of the worst tragedy of your life. Get to talking. I'm gonna quit here in a minute. after Romans, isn't it? Are, are you okay? I understand this isn't, you know, never mind. Never mind. My, now wait a minute, now wait a minute. Now wait a minute. Now wait a minute. Look at verse two. I determined to know nothing. Why don't you underline that word? Nothing. Nothing among you but Jesus. For the last week, I've just been walking around saying, Jesus! Every time somebody starts in, Jesus! Well, you see, Pastor, uh, what do you think? Jesus! Um, uh, Pastor, did you hear? Jesus! Come on, that's good. Wow, that's right. 
I think that's what Paul did. <laughs> Can I have fun just a minute? Do any of you have, did you, any of you have a brother or sister that just made a habit of doing their best to get on your nerves? All well intended, of course. I learned my sister. She's two years older than me, so she had a driver's license. She's 16, I'm 14. And I like to listen to country. And she didn't. So I used to put the radio on the country station before she'd get in. And then when she'd get in, she'd turn it. So then I learned. Put it on that first push button. And put it on something else. So when she gets in, and when she gets in, say, I love this. And she'll change it. Right where I want it. She used to do this too. Yeah. Or she go, nana nana boo boo. Or he's touching me. Or repeat what you're saying. Some of y'all need to repeat what God said. Some of y'all need to nana nana boo boo a lot of the junk going in through your ear gate and your eye gate. And the next time somebody starts in with that stuff, just say, Jesus. That's what I want to hear about. I want to hear about Jesus. I want to hear about how good he is, how great he is, how merciful he is, how healing he is, what a wonder he is, how majestic he is, how mighty he is. So now that's what he said. He said, I desire to know nothing among you save Jesus Christ, him crucified, meaning he paid the price for it all, right? Now, I think the next verse says, I was with you in weakness. Now, no, no, wait a minute. Keep reading. And in? Fear. Fear. And in? And much trembling. Now, you have the conception that what he did was to join in with it. But he couldn't have joined in with it because the previous verse says what he desired to know among them, and that was nothing but Jesus. Here's what he was saying. I was there listening to y'all but I didn't participate. I was with you. I was there, but I wasn't, I wasn't entering in to what you were doing because I learned a long time ago, just talk about Jesus. Just talk about Jesus. Just talk about the healer, not my sickness. Just talk about his provision, not my poverty. I'm, I'm talking, I'm talking, I'm trying to get y'all to talk. Show your neighbor and say, he's trying to get us to talk. <laughs> trying to get you to talk. Now watch this. And I was with you in weakness and in fear and in much trembling. Now how could you, how could you interpret that to mean that Paul was fearful and trembling and weak. He said, I shipwrecked, snake bitten, stoned and left for dead. But Jesus. 
but some of y'all make a career out of talking about your difficulty. I am, I'm trying to get you to. Come on, come on, let's get strong. Let's get strong. I said, let's get strong. I said, let's get strong. I said, let's get strong. So he says, and my speech, now he's talking about what he, what he's, and my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words. Oh, now he's going to interpret. Now he's going to interpret verse one. Because in verse one, he said, I came not in wisdom. But now he's going to redefine that thing because he knows they're about to run off the wrong direction. So he says to them, and my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of, watch, watch. Now he's going to further define his term of man's wisdom. So he's not talking about the wisdom of God. He's talking about man's wisdom. And he's saying, I didn't come with that. I didn't, I didn't present to you flowery words of men's wisdom because men's wisdom comes from the soul. Comes from the soul. And the soul is not redeemed. I don't care how intellectual you are, and I'm happy you are, and you should work to become more intellectual. But if you begin to depend on your mind, if you can figure it out, faith is not involved. When a word from God is given, reason is not required. Faith must answer that door. So he's not not talking about the wisdom of men. Man's wisdom is soulish. Man's wisdom is, should I go to Sunday morning service today or not? Because after all, it's the last Sunday before school starts. See, you reason. Well, should I, should I show my tithe or not? Because I have to buy a school uniform. So you reason. How are you today? Well, let me see. And you reason. Where should I? How should I? When will I? I'm going to lead you down the path of the wisdom of God to the point that you stop saying, I don't know what to do about this and start saying, I'm not going to do anything about this. What are you going to do about this? I'm yours. My life is hid with God in Christ. I belong to him. I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. And the life I live, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. What kind of faith? The God kind of faith. What's that? The kind of faith that calls those things to be not as though they... Hey! 
I don't even believe you till you stand up. Have faith. I want you to say it like your favorite whatever just made a home run, kicked the winning field goal. I want you to shout it from the very bottom of your spirit. Have faith. God's offering you faith. He's not asking you to have faith. He's not asking you to produce faith. He's offering you faith right now. Have faith. Everybody in Elkhart, Indiana, get to shout. Y'all shout with them. I've had five other churches in the last week say, Pastor, how about we get one of those big old screens and just let your anointing come into our Sunday morning service? Give us a hundred. 30,000 people this week will watch this message on the internet. Hallelujah. As you're seated, have faith. understand the creative capability living behind the ivory bars of your teeth do you understand it's there it's there but James said it's the hardest thing you can keep your eyes from looking at the wrong thing easier than you can keep your tongue from talking the wrong thing you can keep your body out of the wrong place easier and you can keep your tongue from saying the wrong thing. It's a struggle. It's a warfare. Why? Because your tongue has a switch and it will either declare your spirit or your mind. So your spirit has to train your mind to discipline your tongue. Okay. All right. So he said, look, I'm not going to participate in it with you. I'm not going to participate in that with you. Well, you don't sound very compassionate. Show me one place in your Bible where Jesus spent any time talking about anybody's situation. You know, there's a lame man out there by the gate. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what school he went to or whatever. Get up. 
get up. He didn't have to know the medical background. He didn't have to know how many doctors he'd seen and what medications he was on and how long he'd been on it. Here's a juicy one for you. He didn't ask that woman taken in adultery one thing about the seven husbands she'd had. Not a thing. Let's start from right here. Neither do I condemn you. Now go and don't do this anymore. And my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom. Man's wisdom. Man's wisdom. The spiritually dead are led by their head. Quit being led by preachers that don't do anything but present intellectualism to you without any ointment. Our God, I... I was preaching somewhere not long ago. And the preacher looked at his wife and went, what did he say? Everybody was screaming and shouting and running, you know. When I'm other places, they don't act like y'all. They are screaming and running and shouting and I can't make them hush. And the preacher looked at his wife and said, why, why are they doing this? What's he saying? And I heard him. I said, honey, it's not about what I'm saying. It's what's on what I'm saying. Because I'm sloshy with the oil, sloshy with the ointment, sloshy with the anointing. I didn't come in the power and the demonstration or the enticing words of man's wisdom, but I came in power and demonstration of the Holy Spirit. Wisdom. Okay, you want me to move it along? I'll move it along. Here we go. And, and, there it is. Man's wisdom, but in the demonstration of the Spirit, capital S, Holy Spirit, and of power, because the Spirit and power are synonymous. It's wet and water. You got the Holy Spirit, you got power. Watch. That your faith, now, now he's on faith that your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men. I'm not, I'm not even gonna comment. Wisdom of men. Yeah. But in the power, power and spirit synonymous, in the Holy Spirit and his power of God. How be it, we Speak wisdom. Oh, no, wait a minute. We speak wisdom. We speak wisdom. We speak wisdom. We speak and that Debar becomes wisdom. We, it doesn't mean, he didn't say he figures out wisdom and then says wisdom. We speak wisdom. We speak wisdom. 
We speak wisdom. We speak wisdom. How? By the power, not the enticing words of men's wisdom, by the power of the Holy Spirit, we speak wisdom. Now let me say it this way. We speak, and there's, it, it's faster than this, but this is the way you, you can get it. We speak, and there's wisdom. We speak wisdom. We speak, and there's wisdom. We speak, and without ever touching our conscience, we go to Kroger's instead of Big Bear. We didn't think about it. In Him we live, in Him we move, in Him we have our being. My life hid with God in Christ. We are moving, living, breathing in the Holy Spirit. We speak the wisdom of God. We speak and wisdom is created and we walk in it. it, it, it it's actually not created because when you speak it, it becomes the thing. But I, I can't describe it to you any other way. I, my mind is failing me. I, I need you to understand that when you speak it, it's there because you speak wisdom. Well, Brother Ron, what do I say? What do I say? Okay, got a minute? You got a minute? Okay, anybody that needs wisdom for your dilapidated business, shout now. Anybody that needs wisdom to raise your children, shout now. They don't come with an instruction manual. And some have made a really bad mess of the whole thing. Anybody that needs wisdom with your children, everybody just shout. Everybody that needs wisdom in your relationship, shout. Wisdom on your job, shout. Wisdom with your finances, shout. Wisdom how to deal in the affair of life, shout. You need wisdom more than you need anything after you've accepted Jesus. You believe that? Do you know this? Can we go on? It's, it's 1127. I got three minutes to get you out the door. You ready? Yeah. Howbeit we speak wisdom. Now, faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but the power of God. Howbeit we speak wisdom among them that are perfect, yet not the wisdom of this world. So there he says it again. Nor of the princes of this world. There he says it again. That come to nothing. If you don't believe that, look at Washington, D.C. Where all the intellectuals gather together to make laws that are supposed to help us. And they're fighting right now over a bill that I just, I just did an interview with Governor Mike Huckabee what Friday before I went to the pulpit for breakthrough. And we were discussing a house bill that everybody's fighting over that simply describes a baby in its mother's womb at 20 weeks. 20 weeks. Four weeks and a month, right? Right? 
So that'd be how many months? Huh? Be five months. You are five months pregnant and you haven't made a decision yet to kill your baby. And we have difficulty understanding whether that is a human being or not. The wisdom of men comes to nothing. That's what he said. The wisdom of men of this world comes to naught, comes to nothing. Okay, I feel like you're bored now. And I, it's all right. It's all right. Maybe you are. Uh, Howbeit we speak wisdom among them that are perfect, not the wisdom of this world, and the prince of this world come to naught. But we speak, there it is, the wisdom of God. Whoa, 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 wait, wait. In a mystery. We speak it in a mystery. We speak it in a mystery. Even the, shout the next word. Shout the next word. What kind of wisdom? What kind of wisdom? What kind of wisdom? The wisdom that is hidden. Sorry. Like a treasure is hidden, which God ordained before the world unto our glory, which none of the devils knew or know, for had they known it, they would have left Jesus alone. Because when he died, he opened up access for us to find his wisdom. Wait, stop, don't shout yet. <laughs> Which the devil cannot find. what you know. He can't see what you see. He can't go where you can go. Somebody shout I'm about to explode. Shout because you got the devil on the run. If you see what he's done to your children, just know this, there is wisdom to be discovered that he doesn't know anything about that will reverse that thing. Gotta go. Okay. One scripture, one scripture. And all I'm gonna do is read it. All I'm gonna do is read it. Uh, turn over a few pages. First Corinthians, I don't know. Uh, I know it when I see it. Uh, First Corinthians 14 verse one. All I'm gonna do is read. Follow after love and desire spiritual gifts, but rather that you may prophesy. For he that speaketh 
in an unknown tongue, speaketh not unto men, but unto God, for no man understands him. Howbeit, in the Spirit, he speaks mysteries. He speaks wisdom. We speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. As we pray in the Holy Spirit, our understanding is unfruitful. Other people don't understand us, but we are declaring the debar of the wisdom of God into our lives and everything around us. So get to talking. Hey, thanks for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it, I want to invite you to tell someone in your life about the podcast. Hope you'll do it today. Head on over to iTunes and leave a review. Share it on your social networks for me. Really helps me get the word out. I'd love for you to connect with me on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram. No easier way for me to minister to you every day and throughout the day and for us to join together in faith as God moves in and through your life. You can find links to all my pages at rodparsley.com. God bless you now, and I hope you'll listen again soon.